Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Jeff Fedotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' big win against the Cowboys and share some Thanksgiving memories from his days playing for the Chiefs. Uh, Joe, real marquee game there on Sunday against the Cowboys. It was the late doubleheader, America's game of the week. Cowboys are always, you know, a big draw. And this year, they seem like the class of the NFC East. Chiefs won a big matchup. Joe, what's your takeaway there? Well, hey, a win's a win, um, you know, and was it super pretty, super explosive? Absolutely not. But, but it's a big win against a team that has been relatively dominant the last eight, nine weeks, right? I mean, we, we've seen it. We've seen what the Cowboys could do. I was just so proud of that, of that defense. I mean, I mean, that was, you're talking about the last couple of weeks, man, it, it really looks like Spags is finding this squad like he's figuring out where the pieces are Chris Jones was fantastic you know the linebacking core was played downhill but they were also good in coverage I mean you know Dak took advantage of a little bit I think they you know they were they were spreading the ball around a little bit um you know Dallas utilized a ton of receivers and got more than 20 yards out of what five or six receivers so you know they were really spreading he was really spreading the ball around and he and they were hitting those same passes that always, you know, give us fits, right? Those, I think, I think look, I'm looking at the data sheet here, like the, you know, Schultz had 53 yards gallop. And now remember they're doing this without Amari Cooper and, and CeeDee Lamb for most yeah, of the yeah. game. Right. So, um, you know, at like eight to nine to 10 yards a pass, that's the danger zone for us. Right. We, you know, cause you look at like Pringle had the big 37 yarder, right. Kelsey was in his 15, uh, average, you know, yards per catch. Tyreek was more in that 8.6 range, right? More the middle range stuff where he's using his speed. You know, I, I think, I think defensively it was a, it was a, it was their win. It was their win. Let's put it that way. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs put up enough points to get the win, you know, cause you got to score more points than the other team, right? You, cause you can lose a game three to nothing and say, Oh, what a great defensive battle. But you know, the offense does have to score and they did. Um, and they, you know, they did, you know, they did start out early, which, you know, that's your and I's thing too, right? We always like it when the chiefs get out early and to, you know, to be, to be up 16 to, to three at half, um, you know, put that little icing on the cake in the third quarter with the field goal as the defense continued to play well, thank goodness the chiefs got started early. Um, and, um, you know, that, that they jumped out. Remember we were talking about hope, hoping that we wanted Andy to, to accept the ball and to score first. And, you know, that kind of happened a little bit because we didn't, you know, we did, we did kick off to start the game, but we stopped the Cowboys and then bam. Three and out. So it's almost like they had it. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a nice uh, drive there to start it off. Joe, you mentioned the defense and of course, Chris Jones, probably that 
he's he's the best player on the defense and probably the best game of what is already in his young career. I, I think he's six years in a spectacular career and, you know, three and a half sacks, fumble recovery, the forced fumble, the deflected pass that sealed the game that led to the interception. And for a lot of this, his penetration he was getting, he was beating uh, Zach Martin, which a Pro Bowl guard for the Cowboys. Yeah. So, yeah, he um, wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't going against a rookie. That's, that's, right. That's, that's that's a good. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for this defense. I, I was just really, really excited about about coming out of that game. Number one, you know, growing up and being an NFC East fan, you know, Eagles fan, watching the Cowboys go down, always good for me. Uh, <laughs> even though you know, I did have, I do have Ezekiel Elliott who got pretty much shut down. Uh, you know, I have him in my fantasy team, but. You know, I, I just, I just really, really hats off to that defensive squad. That uh, complete game from them, complete game uh, from from top to bottom. Obviously, the defensive front really put the pressure on Dak. I mean, that's what really sealed it for them and really put them over the edge. But you know, I just gotta, I gotta tip my hat to Coach Spags and what he's doing to get this team to improve. They're playing with a lot of defensive confidence right now. And you, that's a good you can tell. Uh, Coach Reed said they were really firing off the bell, excuse me, firing off the ball. And that first possession when the Cowboys went three and out, they were they were flying to the ball. They were hitting hard. Snead was really – he continues to really hit hard. And the one thing I'm going to say, like, the Chiefs defense, the way Chris Jones played, I, I'm not sure it would have mattered. But we talked on this pod what we were worried about, concerned about the Cowboys and their approach would be. And we talked about Ezekiel Elliott. And, and granted, he got a little banged up with his ankle. He might not have been 100%. Joe, I didn't really understand the Cowboys' approach. They came out just really throwing. It seems like they are – but we've talked about this. They are better when they kind of start on the run, get that going, and then then build the, the passing game off of that. And especially without uh, Amari Cooper and with Tyron Smith out, I just – again, I think the Chiefs probably win anyway. Just the defense played spectacular. Didn't really understand what the Cowboys are doing. Are you, I, did you, Ed, do you agree with me there at all? I, t- I totally. I, I was, you know, was almost waiting for them to start running the ball. Like they seem to I mean, play into the Chiefs' hands almost a little bit. You know, you know, and Pollard's no, you know, no slouch. He's, yeah, he's no slouch. I mean, he is a heck of a running back, and you know, I was just, I was amazed. I was amazed. They, 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 you know, Coach McCarthy found a way to to shoot himself in the foot on that from that per- perspective, but. Listen, I got to give, you know, back to the Chiefs, though, I got to give them a lot of credit for putting the pressure on. They brought the heat. They were bringing guys off the corner. They were bringing up the middle. I mean, Dak seemed like he had nowhere to go. Um, And I think, I don't know whether, you know, Andy and Coach Spags got together at some point and said, you know what, let's just, what do we have to lose, right? Let's just get after them. Let's just put the pressure on Dak. Let's make him make mistakes. Let's make them run the ball. Right. And they didn't, they never really responded. I, I, I was, I was really, really pleased to see the amount of pressure that that coach Bagnola was putting on them from a blitz and, and dog perspective, right. Bringing linebackers, bringing defensive backs. I, I just, that's what you want. That's what you want to see. Make the team, make a mistake, put pr- play, play their hand, make them play their hand. And, and the Cowboys didn't respond and, you know, good, good for them. I mean, Good for Coach Bax for recognizing, okay, don't, you know, we don't have Amari Cooper. You know, when, when CeeDee Lamb got kind of banged up, they probably figured, all right, there's, let's pressure him even more. Mm-hmm. And, and Tyron Smith again out to another, another yeah. guy that, that 
where it would have held up probably a little bit better against all that pressure. Yeah, you got to smell blood in the water and go for it. And I think, and that helps. That helps a player like Chris Jones. Trust me, as an offensive lineman, you know when when the colors are flying past you, right? And 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 defensive backs are coming up the middle, and linebackers are dogging up the middle. And you feel all that, it changes your pass protection too. Like you're you're feeling that. Like you're wondering, do I come off? Do I chip this linebacker who's blitzing? Is the running back gonna get him? Is he a hot, is he a hot, you know, blitzer? Like it 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 really opens things up for the defensive linemen too. They love blitz packages. They want, they want all that. They they want the teams, you know, to to come after them. It throws the offensive lineman's game off too. And, you know, because, like I said, you start seeing all those colors flash by you and it just it throws off your pass protection. And, you know, I, I mean, we could God, we could talk about this defense all day about the way they play. If they keep it up, I mean, that's that's a Super Bowl caliber. You throw in that defensive, you know, you throw in that defensive effort with our best offensive effort this year. And now we're back to that Super Bowl team that, you know, Patrick Mahomes said could go 20 and 0. Mm hmm. A hundred, a hundred percent. You know, the, the one, the one last thing I'll say about the Cowboys approach too, uh, Joe, I'm curious if, if you agree with this, this kind of scheming too, I always think it's great when you have a really ag aggressive defense, like the chiefs were just coming after the ball, pinning errors back on the pass rush. I always think the screen is a good, good play to get kind of an over aggressive defense and they have good, good guy, you know, Zeke was a little banged up. He's a very good pass receiver. Uh, for running back Pollard too. I, 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 again, I didn't understand what I thought they'd the chiefs showed there was some point in the season where they had struggled in the screen game. And I, I think they've gotten better at that, but I, I'm still surprised teams aren't trying to do that. Yeah, it, it is surprising because it's, 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 you know, it's, it's sometimes the screen game is really a weakness at linebacker, right? Because think about it. It's, it's really nine times out of 10, it's either going to be a corner or your outside linebacker that's that's you know making a screen you know tackle, or if they cut it back inside, you know the middle linebacker as they're pursuing, right? It's a, it's a it's not going to be a defensive lineman. It's a way that, like you said, it's a way to negate the defensive line, right? If you got a super defensive line, it's almost like it's almost like running an option play against your best defensive end, mm -hmm. right? Because you you don't block them, you you, mm -hmm. you block them with the option, right? right. You either you, you just say okay, either tackle tackle the quarterback or running back, or you're going to pitch it. Um, and that's really what a screen is, right? Screen is just a, it's really like, it's taking out your defensive front and, and it makes them a non-factor. And it puts a lot of pressure on the linebacking core and it puts a lot of pressure on defensive backs, usually, you know, your strong safety or your corner to come up and make that play while they've got, you know, three or four 320 pound offensive linemen coming down the field. So it's tough to, it's tough to stop. I mean, you know, obviously you, you you've seen times where if you're not getting your screen game right and you're not timing it right, it could be disastrous too. You can, you know, pick sixes or batted balls from the defensive lineman. Sure. Um, if the, if the defensive end smells it, um, you get, you know, tackles for loss. Um, if your line isn't good at, at doing it, I mean, maybe there's something there. I mean, maybe, maybe it's a weakness of the, of the Cowboys that they don't have mobile guards and tackles that can get out and block in space. Cause remember mm -hmm. the rules have changed, right? There's no more cut blocking out there. So you do have to face up players. You can't, you can't go low on a screen anymore. And that was always something that as a lineman, you were taught back in the day is that when you get out in space, go low. Don't, don't try to take on it. Even though you're, you know, you probably got 40 pounds 
50 pounds on a linebacker and, you know, maybe sometimes God knows, maybe, you know, a hundred pounds on a defensive back, right? You don't, don't try to, you're going to make a fool of yourself. Go low, go low, go low. Or you'll end up looking like that guy that was the Raiders offensive tackle that was all over Twitter. You know, I don't know if you saw that where he totally missed, <laughs> missed the guy, like, you know, and Alice used to tell us, Art Shell used to tell us, Howard Mudd used to tell us, go low. Get out in space, roll around, make the defensive, you know, backs or linebackers, you know, make get around you. Don't try to face those guys up. They're going to make you look foolish. So that long answer might might be a reason. Maybe the Cowboys, you know, might not have the talent to get out mm -hmm. in space. You know, I think the Chiefs do. I think the Chiefs are very athletic up front for as big as they are. Um, and and on that, Jeff, while while I'm thinking about, it, I do want to mention I, I was getting a little concerned about Andrew Wiley out there during that game. I was, you know. That was my – if there was a, a, a spot that, you know, we're starting to see where there's going to be some exposure if they can't shore that up and teams are going to start, you know, really, uh, you know, re really starting to, 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 to go after it, I think they're going to start going after Andrew a little bit. I, you know, not, not be crit too critical of him. You know, I know he's playing a little bit out of position as, as, a, as a tackle, but he's been there for a while, so he should be getting used to it. And, you know, coming off the right side, you don't, you know, You'd almost rather your left tackle with Patrick be worse because if he gets pressure from his right and he goes left, you know, he's not as effective going left mm -hmm. as he is going to his right. So, you know, they can't afford to have him getting flushed out of the pocket too much to his left. And, and that was kind of happening a little bit uh, in that game, um, you know, against uh, against Cowboys. Joe, great analysis there, both on the screen game and, and the offensive line play. Well, it's Thanksgiving and we all know what that means football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting bet online has you covered all holiday season more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this thanksgiving head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your bonus it's not just football. Bet online is pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Joe, well, it is uh, Thanksgiving time, and the Cowboys are kind of the, the perfect opponent for the Chiefs playing right into Thanksgiving because they have their traditional Thanksgiving game. They're going to get against the Raiders this year. Joe, you played in one of those Thanksgiving games against the Cowboys, and you know how kind of the Chiefs now are one of the marquee uh, opponents with kind of their triplets and Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, and Hill. Back in the day, the, the, that was a huge game because the, they were, you know, they're always the Cowboys, but that was in the Aikman-Irvin-Emmett era. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, it was such a, one of the best – best thrills I've had had in my career was playing on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, you know, all those years watching, you know, cause especially for me growing up and, you know, my generation and, 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 you know, I'm in my fifties. So, you know, like you didn't have a whole lot of exposure to other teams, right? Because, you know, you, you, your local broadcast had, had your team. And for us, it was, you know, always the Eagles that were on locally. And then sometimes you'd get either the one o'clock or four o'clock game, and then you'd have Monday night football. And that was about it. You know, it wasn't like it is today with all these various, you know, outlets to watch games and teams and to follow in the internet and all these things. So, you know, to see, to be around with your family on Thanksgiving and, 
you know, the turkey's cooking, the smells are good, you know, and you're sitting there watching the Thanksgiving game and, and John Madden and Pat Summerall. And like to know that those guys were up in the booth making that call and that, that like everybody at home in America and, and even abroad was sitting there watching that game and having their turkey and taking their nap, you know, it's like, I just, it was such a thrill to be a part of that. I'm telling you players, I, I, I don't know if fans, I hope they understand how important that game is to a player, if, whether you're on the Cowboys or what well, used to be the Cowboys and Lions, right. It's the traditional game. And now I know they have the third game, but you know, to, to you know, I think the Cowboys and Lions players probably got used to it, but, I know I would never have because it, it was it was a thrill to play, you know, in Dallas and you know, and I'm looking up at you know in the old Dallas Stadium with the vapor room in the middle, yeah. and, you know, and, and you know why the hole? You know why there was a hole, Jeff, in, in Dallas Stadium? Do you know why that I, was there? It, it wasn't. A, it's so God is so God, God is could watch the Cowboys. Yeah. So like that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah, that that's the old punchline. But yeah, like it, it was a thrill. It was a real thrill. Yeah, and, how and, did they do it with? You know, did the Chiefs, did you guys have like a pregame Thanksgiving meal like, you know, Wednesday night or did you guys do something after the game or did you just come home and tell or was there any, and also was there any kind of Thanksgiving not, stuff you did? Not with Marty, not with Marty. <laughs> now we did, we did have, they did have some food after the game. They had a beautiful turkey dinner type spread with all the fixings after the game. Okay. Um, wait, you know, the waiting for us. I don't know whether it was the, the chiefs organization or the Cowboys because we were visiting or whatever, but I know that they did have really, really nice Turkey spread that did we got you, to you you know, eat that on kind of the plane then going. No, no, at the, at the stadium, yeah, at yeah. the stadium. Yeah. We had, they had like, um, you know, like a buffet set up for us after the game, you know, as the press conferences were finishing and, you know, Marty gave us some time to sit down, eat, go out, you know, if any of the, if there was any fans or family in Dallas by the tailgate area, we would always go out at a visiting stadium. Right. So like whenever we would come East, I, oh, I'd always have a ton of folks would come and they'd bring cheesesteaks and Marty would let us tailgate for, you know, half an hour mm-hmm. while guys were getting treatment and, and finishing up their ice and getting analyzed by the doctors and things like that. If they had an injury, you know, Marty, we were generally, as soon as the last guy came out of the shower, we were generally on the bus within an hour. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, oh, my God, San Diego was like Dan Salamua country. We'd go there and his family had this big, they'd have this big, like, a, you know, Asian Pacific, you know, Samoan type spread. And, you know, went down to New Orleans and, and Neil Smith's family made us a big Southern cooking for after the game. But anyway, back to Thanksgiving. Yeah, the, the, the Cowboys had a really nice turkey spread for us. And then, you know, but Marty, no way prior to the game. Marty had, it was, he had chicken and pasta was always our pregame meal. Like we, it didn't matter whether it was a a one o'clock game or 12 o'clock central or whatever time we were playing. It was away games at the hotel was chicken, pasta and vegetables that like he, we did not. There was no, like we were not having turkey. Like we were not diverting from Marty's plan. So, yeah, so we, we did not get to partake of the turkey dinner prior to the game, but we did have a nice spread after, which was I, – I'm sure it was probably done by the Cowboys, which which was really cool. Yeah, that, and not not surprising to know that uh, Coach Honor did not deviate. Yeah, <laughs> no deviation, yeah. buddy. No, no you know, Aside from that game, any any real, like, favorite Thanksgiving memories of, the, of your days with the, the Chiefs? 
Oh, yeah. And when, when it wasn't, you know, when we weren't playing that one game, you know, in, in those seasons that, that we actually had to play on Thanksgiving, you know, when you're young, you know, most of the players are young, right? And, and, and you know, of course, you know, we've got the Tom Brady's who, who are anomalies, right, to go in their 40s. But, you know, like the average, the average age of the player, you know, let's, let's call it 26, something like that, right? Four-year average. You know, you got your eight-year, 10-year players who make it into their early 30s, and then you got your rookies. And, you know, so you're talking about, you know, anywhere from a 22, 21-year-old to a 30-something-year-old. You're young, not many families yet. You know, people are still mm-hmm. working on starting families and things like that. So, you know, you got to kind of cling to each other at the holidays, you know, because you're playing and you don't really get that full-blown family Christmas or holiday or Thanksgiving that other people have, right? Um, and so Thanksgiving, especially Thanksgiving, sometimes for like the Christmas holidays, more families would come out and spend, you know, the, the week or weekend in Kansas City. But you're playing, you're, you're working, you got work to do. And so we relied on each other. And it was really nice. Like I, my favorite was Greg Cragen, Greg Minuski, right? Uh, uh, you know, um, Louis Aguiar, spent a lot of Thanksgivings with Louis, uh, Grunny, uh, Zotter, Dave Zott. Um, Keith Cash was always in our Thanksgiving crew, Matt London, Eric Anderson, uh, Mike Bartram, uh, was in our Thanksgiving crew. JJ, I remember going to JJ Burden's, uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, we did a Thanksgiving once with Jay Taylor. If you remember Jay Taylor, he came over from the Cardinals. Uh, we did a Thanksgiving with him and his wife, Mindy. And, uh, yeah, so like you just, and then, you know, players would say, Hey, I'm, I'm having Thanksgiving. You want to come over and it was a real family affair. Was there oh. one or two players who was really, or maybe might have been their spouse or something, or girlfriend who was like the main cook, the main chef, they would always make the turkey? Um, well, I know early on, like when I was a rookie, I know um, uh, Dave Lutz was, was a big, he hosted a lot of players. Okay. I know he was kind of, but, he, you know, I caught Dave on the tail end of his mm-hmm. career and only, only had the opportunity to play with him a couple seasons. Um yeah, no, we kind of passed it around. There wasn't really anybody that was like the stalwart, you know, Thanksgiving host. It was like, it was kind of like a moving target, which was kind of nice because you got yeah. to experience different people and meet their families, meet their significant others and different things like that. So yeah, it was really, it was just really a fat, like it just made you feel like you had some family, you know, because we were all, we no, you know, there was, I didn't play with anybody who was really from Kansas City, <laughs> you know, like right. there wasn't anybody who, who's, big immediate family was there so you kind of had to make your own family which was which was which was kind of fun and and then of course of course jeff one of my my all-time favorite memories i don't know how i lucked into this i think carl must have felt bad that i was away from home and you know jen and i had just we had just been married um and it was our first thanksgiving as a married couple and carl actually had us over to his condo in the plaza to see the plaza lights so cool turn on so we we had uh, thanksgiving dinner um just jen and i because we knew we were going to carl's and then um we went over to carl's for like appetizers and and some dessert and then we watched the the plaza lights come on from his condo which was like that was surreal talk about surreal experience um and i'm telling you that is one of the greatest traditions in the world is the plaza lights i mean that's just such a such a spectacle um but yeah but carl carl i think felt bad it was our you know first year married we're away from all of our family because jen and i grew up together right so we got all 
our whole entire family is back in Philly, and here we are out there by ourselves in the land of barbecue. And and Carl had us over, which was which was really really cool. It was, it was a surreal experience. Was it Joe? Was it just you and Jen? Were there other players Did, there? We were the only players, oh, which that was is, like what the that heck? Is, like yeah. I don't know whether maybe we were the only ones that had the guts to say yes. I don't know, but like, <laughs> it was bizarre. maybe it's like, just maybe it was only the Philly. He, he had a you know with his Philly background, maybe he had some affinity. Did you bring that up to the other? lineman or did you no, not say anything because no, it's like no, no, <laughs> no way i told jen you you mentioned nothing of this there will be no telling that we you know went to you know carl peterson's for for you know appetizers dessert and drinks and watch the plaza lights no major fine major fine i would have been i would have been treated for yet another dinner it was bad enough that i had to pay for all those dinners for for scoring touchdowns i was like i i, I could not afford afford that if, if people caught wind that i spent thanksgiving with carl that that is uh that's a great story joe and, and again with that also cool story when you were playing the cowboys i mean in that marquee game what were some you know that was obviously the days before text messages and stuff but you know did you get from all kinds of friends, families you hadn't heard of, just phone calls and, and letters later on, just like, oh, yeah, I saw you in the big game, uh, you know, when we were in front of the TV with the family. What was the response like? Yeah, no, it absolutely – you know what, Jeff? That's absolutely true because it was, you know, it was one of the games that they got to see. You know, I mean, we, we did – you know, when Joe got there, we did get a little bit more Monday night action. Um, but there was definitely a, a concerted effort around the Thanksgiving game because everybody watches that. Like, like everyone pretty much, you know, unless you're a frontline worker, you know, and you can't, you know, you're not off for the holiday. Like, you know, there's a lot of people watching that game. Monday nights are tough. You know, people are working, they're traveling, they're doing their thing. And, but that game, yeah, there was definitely a, you know, a, a more of a phone call and like, you know, catch up on the, on that, that, you know, getting those phone calls and Hey, good luck in the game. We'll be watching on Thanksgiving, college buddies, high school buddies, you know, people that we grew up with. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was definitely, it's a definitely something special about Thanksgiving football. And um, it's, a, it's an incredible tradition. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not sad they went to three games, but I don't know. I kind of liked it when it was just two. It just made it seem a little more special. I don't know. That's just my that's my opinion. But you know, hey, more football for people on Thanksgiving, I guess, the better. But I just kind of I'm a, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist, man. Lions and Cowboys, you know. I hear you. Although for this year, when the the Lions especially are so strong, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little nice to have one other option. But I hear you. There is something special about having those uh, uh, two games now. So the that game was November 23rd, 1995. Cowboys, I mean, that was a great Cowboys team like we talked about with the triplets. Chiefs were great too. Um, but the Cowboys did win 24-12 in that game. Uh, Joe, do you remember that? Like, does that, did, did that just put like a damper on the rest of the Thanksgiving holiday? Were you able to just kind of, I'm curious well, what, what it's like. Yeah. Just, those losing teams on a big holiday like that. I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, for us, you know, if, if, if we had been the Eagles or the Giants, you know, and it was a division game, um, I, I, I think it would have been, it would have been a little harder to, to, to muster, you know, a lot of energy around, around that. Um, you know, I think, I think that, that was like the, that was like the one thing that was, you know, 
a saving grace that it was a non-conference game, non-division game. It was, you know, what some people were calling a precursor to, to the Super Bowl um, because, you know, at that point we went into that game 10 and one, mm-hmm. right? We knew we had not, I wouldn't say back then the NF, the AFC East was, was never easy. And those games were relatively close except, except for the Seahawks game um, that we finished the season with on Christmas Eve. Um, you know, we, you know, the Broncos game was close. The Raiders game was close, but you know, we knew going into that game at 10 and one, that we we had something special um and 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 i think i think we were okay like this is it right like this is this is probably the super bowl matchup right going into the game and so i i think there was it was disappointing to lose but you know it had everything going against us we were on the road against the cowboys in a non-conference game and it took a little of the pressure off so we didn't have to feel as Mm. bad as if we would have lost one of you know those that Raiders game or the Broncos game or something that could have hurt us for home field advantage um, throughout the playoffs. So, I mean, that's probably a soft answer around it because every loss hurt, but you know, it's the holiday. It was a cool experience and we, we were ready to move on after that game. And, you know, we were coming off of a short week. We had that win against the Oilers um, at Arrowhead. We were coming off a really, really short week. We knew we had the Raiders right after it. And we knew we still had a heavy dose of the AFC West. We didn't really have time to think about that loss. We had too, we had too much to accomplish at that point. Um, yeah, and, you know, no shame in losing to that Cowboys team, which did go on to, to win the Super Bowl that year. Uh, and, and like you said, when the Chiefs, uh, you guys regrouped to beat the Oakland Raiders on the road the next week. This win against the Cowboys, we're talking about the current Chiefs, you know, you look at their schedule – Going into the bye week now, it's all the division, and it gets a lot softer. Like, I'm looking at it. I think their toughest game might be one that we, you know, kind of before the season, you look at the schedule and you're like, on the Bengals, well, that should be a, a layup. They they have at Cincinnati. That might be their toughest game, Joe. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's, you know, and, 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 you know, this is what we talked about this, you know, really early on, right? We knew at the beginning of the schedule was going to be tough. Some of the teams that we thought were tough have turned out to not be that tough. You know, I mean, you know, we thought, oh, oh my God, we're opening with Cleveland and oh, the Cleveland, Cleveland. And, 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 you know, they just Baker, 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 and Mm -hmm. it just didn't, it just hasn't really panned out for the Browns. Um, You know, I think the chargers are still strong. I I, I like the rest of the schedule. I mean, and we talked about it, right? We knew that if the Chiefs could get through it, and, you know, we're going to get that buy, right? I think I love having a late buy. I just think that is, I think the NFL scheduling gods were on our side there, you know, giving us this late buy. Everybody wants that late buy, right? Who, who wants to have that early on in the season? Um, and now we can go into, you know, the, this, the rest of this AFC schedule, you know, really solid. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think Cincinnati is, is probably – and maybe the Chargers are, are going to be the two the two toughest games. I, I don't see us, you know. I think we I think we'll take Pittsburgh. I think the other AFC West games will be okay. I think, you know, so you're looking at, at the Chargers and 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 Cincinnati will be the two games that will give you know they're going to give me fits in my mind. But I like the way it looks. A belated happy birthday to my uncle David, one of our devoted listeners, a hardcore Chiefs fan. I wanted to give him a special. Awesome, awesome. happy birthday.
<laughs> and happy Thanksgiving. Because my dad, I'm, I'm going to wish my dad a, a happy birthday in heaven. It's it's his birthday today as we're recording this on on November 23rd. So, uh, and 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 he was a and he was a huge huge Chiefs fan. So I'm going to wish him a happy birthday as well. Very cool. If you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.